was about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 10. It all started with a Facebook post encouraging people to storm Area 51. That quickly became an internet phenomenon which transformed itself into a festival. And then three festivals. But like you'd expect from an abomination that suddenly grows three heads, disaster loomed. Today, we're dedicating the entire show to a journey into that undiscovered country between inspiration and a millennial's money as we discuss the fall, the rebirth, and the arrests at the loneliest festival in America, Alien Stock. And with that, I'm your host, Fiasco Jones, and with me, because he is a disinformation agent sent to discredit every honest thing I say, is Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. How is life? Uh, it's good. Yeah. Nothing new to report. That's all I got. No? Yeah, uh, nothing new to report. Because we, uh, we haven't recorded in, uh, what, a month? Is it a month? Yeah, or is it, something yeah. like that. It's been a while. Mm. And um, nothing's happened? We've been trying to connect with one another, and unfortunately, uh, we're super lazy, apparently. Yes, well, maybe. I feel like my life has been, I, I've added more work on the back end. Not my real work, but my, my side work. Things yeah. like this, I've added more of that, and... Uh, I now know what a busy person feels like. Yeah. Because I haven't I feel like I haven't had a real real breath. To this weekend was probably the the actual first real break I've had. Um so I guess that's hmm. why we're recording cuz now we yeah, actually can. Yeah, even though right. even though you did you did uh stand me up cuz I said I was going to record in Copenhagen and right. You I even was waking up at 6 a.m. every morning well. to record to accommodate your schedule and you just you gave me the old the old finger. The old heave-ho. Uh, I think one of the nights I was at a meeting. So, like, I, I'm on that planning commission here in my county. And uh, it's been – no one wants to hear about planning uh, who's listening to this podcast. So I'm not going <laughs> to go into it. But it has been a difficult, oh, six weeks with with respect to that because we're going through some significant uh, issues. Mm. So one of those nights I was at the, I was sitting on the old dais uh, and you send a message that's like, hey, let's record. And I was just like, yes, I would love to be anywhere than anywhere than right here. Mm-hmm. So good story. Good story. Yeah. I should um, publish it, shouldn't I? Yeah. That's uh, scintillating. Yep. Um, and, and act us. So during that time while you're planning and I'm sure uh, being a good civil servant, um, I was uh, first. My first trip was in Abu Dhabi, Ugh. so I've been traveling just constantly. Aside yeah. from just the, the for my real job, uh, I bring that up for one particular reason that has more to do with our uh, the, the subject that we talk about, and that is my second time slip. I had a second oh, time slip, Jack. Excellent. Yes. And I'm going to I'm going to digress one more time. Uh, the because I remember editing this <laughs> the last time we talked about it, and um, your reaction to me saying that I had a time slip. Uh, was just like, oh, okay, sure. Instead of the shock, uh, you weren't you weren't shocked at all, and that that hurt my feelings. Well, I'm not. I mean, so look, I, I I I don't know that I'm shocked about time slips because I feel like I probably had a couple of myself, and so it's sort of like, huh, okay, the Matrix, like uh, there's a little glitch, 
So um, it's kind of interesting when I hear people have them. And so I'm, I'm interested to hear what you ha- what yours was. Well, I, I think this I'm going to have to eventually come up with a, a solid far off topic theory about yeah. this. But right now, because now don't. <laughs> that will rival like the Chronomaki. Yeah. <laughs> Chronomaki. <laughs> I, uh, I shared that with some folks in, in Copenhagen and they loved mm. it. They thought Did you were they? an idiot. They, did, oh. they thought you were dumb. Well, one guy thought you were you had some merit, and the other one thought it was great. So that person, the, the guy who understands it, is the smartest person in the world, and you two guys are idiots. Well, um, uh, I'm yeah. sure that they were being very polite to an extraordinarily loud American. No. Um, but my time slip. Uh, so I was coming back from Abu Dhabi. And I had a lot of camera equipment. Yep. Um, in fact, in this case, I actually had a bunch of extra camera equipment uh, that I was bringing from there for whatever reasons. Well, one of those cameras had to get checked. And usually we never check these bags, uh, these camera bags, because, you know, terrible things could happen. Um, they're incredibly expensive. So I had that. I was forced to check this one because you can only have your limit on how many carry-ons you have. And on the way back, I noticed that in my stop in LAX – the camera bag is missing. The camera case, I should say. It's just not there. Um, I, I mean, I've had got bags go missing, so I wasn't necessarily panicking, thinking we'll never, I'll never see it again. But I did know that that camera had to be back in the office uh, the following, for like Wednesday, because there was going to be a big shoot. They needed that camera. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Well, it's probably not going to get here by Wednesday, especially if it's still in Abu Dhabi. Um so I went through the whole rigmarole, um, went to the attendant, said, hey, bag's missing. What do you got to do? He's like, well, here's the thing. You can't post a claim until you get to your end location. Oh, give me a break. And I'm like, really? Like, so that, you got to leave the goddamn bag? <laughs> right. Well, you have to like, I guess I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, okay, I lost it here and I'm talking to you and I feel like if I go somewhere else, then they're going to be like, well, you know, tough titties or I, I don't know. I just. And. You're walking away from like the thing that you're always told not to walk away from. Right. Like in that industry and in your industry, like the thing that you're told, do not lose this. You will be fired is your camera. Right. And you're just like, and- OK, well, I'm leaving L.A. <laughs> now without it. Yeah. I mean, uh, even if I thought like, there's a possibility that, you know, it's in Abu Dhabi, there's also a possibility it's just stuck somewhere in LAX. Right. And so and because that's also the custom stop, too. Mm-hmm. So if it is in LAX um, and you are going through customs, they're not going to forward it along because you actually have to grab your bags, do the whole customs thing. They check it or whatever. And then you have to recheck your own your own bag. So I'm thinking, well, uh, if I if it's. In Abu Dhabi, that's one thing. It'll make its way, it, its rounds. But if it's here stuck in LAX, who knows? Maybe it's like, oh, it's an unclaimed bag. Let's blow it up. Um, so that made me nervous. That made me pretty pretty nervous. But in the end, uh, what could I do? I'm like, well, fuck it. Just lost a bag. That's fun. Started emailing people, you know, hey, heads up. <laughs> We're missing a bag or a camera. Uh, and then I went on, 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 on back to uh, Las Vegas. That's when I realized that somewhere in there was the time slip mm-hmm. because I went to, to baggage claim, got my bag, and then I noticed down the rail my camera bag's there, or camera case, is rolling down the conveyor belt toward me. I'm like, what the what? 
I didn't check that. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I asked someone later, like, is it, does this happen where they just, I don't know, like a baggage handler just takes it through customs? Like, I don't know, because that's what actually would have had to have happened, because it was not on the conveyor belt at all. And I waited and waited and waited. Um, There were no bags on that conveyor belt, and I clearly didn't recheck it. So someone, ground crew or something, had to have taken it through themselves and checked it. And I'm thinking, nah, nah, I I literally slipped into another timeline. Yeah, or the other possibility, maybe it was drugs. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe a bag of handlers. Like, oh, here we go. They'll <coughs> Excuse me. As you take uh, a maybe, big rip off your bong, go ahead. Uh, um, may, there is a possibility it's drugs, and the baggage handler just uh, said found a recognizable bag, so that his his other, I guess the other guy in Las Vegas would notice, and he just stuffed a, I don't know, some meth in there, closed it up, and you know, off it went. Sent it. Off it went exactly. Um, that's a possibility. I'm thinking. Um, no. Okay. Here's here's what I think happened. Right. Uh, you probably ha- in the hmm. Okay. So b- because we live in an infinite universe, somewhere along the line, uh, your other party, your your other you, was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna get fired," and so like he intervened and. Took care of the yeah. Took care of the bag getting through customs. Or maybe uh, the con- human consciousness is just does this frequently, and we just don't know it. And because we're you drift only to a little bit left or right, you know, mm-hmm. into d- timelines that are exactly the same, except small things that have big consequences sometimes happen. So yeah. Yeah, you just shifted timelines. That's exactly yeah. what happened. I just I just sidled on over, and all the other consciousnesses all sidled on over, and I just happened to come. Conveniently into yeah. the one where I didn't miss my bag, and the two and other and the two other assholes who are podcasting about this right now are talking about how you lost your bag, right? And uh, and and you know what a, what a huge cluster that was, and they're like, I wish we had time slips, or maybe they're like, yes, uh, I actually had a bag and then it disappeared. That's it. They're they're still oh, that's discussing much better. The same yeah, thing. yeah. Like I, I swear to God, I checked it and then it just disappeared. They have no record of it and blah blah blah. Meanwhile, hey, it worked out for me. That's great. So uh, that that's gonna suffice for our near and far story because uh, we just didn't really have anything, and also because I want this show to almost pretty much be dedicated to my my time at Alien Stock. Um, I went ahead and said, okay, I've been planning this thing. Uh, I got a, another friend of mine to help me on the project, and we're, we said, hey, we're gonna go up and kind of document the whole thing. I, I mean, we don't really know what it's gonna be yet, um, but said okay we gotta just gotta do this it's up you know it's just a little ways north of here it's a weird thing i do weird stuff i like weird stuff so hey let's just see what this will turn into but i also was thinking um this could very well just be a, a huge humanitarian disaster just like everyone else was expecting. yeah so i wanted to kind of be on the ground floor for that as well because you know so yeah I, went, I, t- I took the plunge and uh and went up there and so I want to spend the rest of the podcast kind of talking about my experiences up there and, uh, you know, maybe some of the stories and some of the ideas. And also, there's a little bit of breaking news oh. still about alien stock. Exactly. We'll discuss that at the back end after the break um, and kind of 
where we kind of re- recapping and saying where we're at now, what's going in for the future, because there is a future for alien stock if you did not know that. I did something different here. So here we go. Let's just talk about this alien stock thing. Uh, it's going to be a, a nice little recap. But, of course, before we recap uh, the actual event, we need a little, uh, I guess let's say a primer on yeah. uh, how this whole thing started. Yeah, because I think many people, well, some people might, might not be familiar with, with what we're even talking about. Right. Um, even though, yeah, if you listen to the show, you probably should have remember this but whatever if, if you haven't we'll read you in no judgment um, no judgment no judgment yes um so it all started really if you go back to it june 20th 2019 uh when joe rogan had this cat named bob lazar on his show um bob lazar if you don't know is this guy who compl- who claims to have worked at area 51 where he reverse engineered alien spacecraft you saw something up there that you think might have been i hate I really hate to say stuff that I, I can't put my hands on and say this is absolutely for sure. Okay, well, what did you say? I walked down the hallway at one time while I was working out there, and um, there were doors. The doors that go to the hangars, the smaller doors from the corridors, have a 9-inch or you know 12-inch square window with little wires running through it, just about head level. And I was, as I was walking by, I just glanced in, and I noticed at a quick glance there was there were two guys in white lab coats um, facing me towards the door, and they were looking down and talking to something small with with long arms. Now, I I was just surprised as I walked by, and I only caught a glance, but I don't know what on earth that was. Uh, he's been a hit amongst the ufologists for a long time. Long time. The 80s. Since the uh, 80s. 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Your I'd boy, say- your buddy... Uh, George Knapp. Yep, uh, George Knapp brought uh, Bob to the world. And that's, that's great, fine, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've watched a lot just because I started having to research some of the stuff leading into Alien Stock. I watched a lot of Bob Lazar stuff. I watched his new documentary, with Jeremy Corbell, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's just frustrating, frustrating and annoying. How so? He doesn't seem credible. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I actually do wonder about George and his credulity because he backs Bob Lazar 100%, even though there seem to be a ton of red flags saying, nah, the guy's a liar. The guy's a pathological liar. So whatever. So uh, I, will, I will never share conversations that I've had with, with certain people, um, you know, especially things that are told to me in confidence. Um, right. And I've asked George about this situation and this is going to be incredibly disappointing, but uh, what he has to say about it is really interesting. Oh yeah. I'd love to know what that conversation is. I'm sure everyone listening. That's a great teaser. So it is. uh, (laughs) And, and you know, maybe I'll, I might tell somebody uh, who I trust, um, but not over the old podcasty podcast, but um, it's interesting what he, what his take on it is. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess I uh, will hope to find that out soon. And sorry, listeners, you'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Coughing fit. You're dying. So Bob Lazar's on Joe Rogan. Seven days later, on June 27th, this nobody named Matty Roberts uh, posts a meme or a joke 
onto Facebook claiming, saying, let's storm Area 51. And uh, we're going to Naruto run, which is a, a an anime thing. Just hilarious. Um, when I saw right? it, I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. And we're gonna we're gonna raid. We, let's go raid Area Fifty One and see them aliens and clap some cheeks. Um, and if you're an old man like me, you're learning new phrases. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's it's a fun world of discovery. That quickly, that meme, that Facebook, that jokey Facebook thing exploded, and within a few weeks or maybe a month, there was two million people signed up to storm Area Fifty One, and all the wet blankets in government and the in the military started to get to convulse and worry and kvetch about this idea that two million people are going to go and storm area 51 and they're taking it way too seriously saying these you know if you try to come over here and storm area 51 you'll get killed and you're you'll it just won't happen and blah blah right. blah and let's just pause for a moment to think about what the uh wh- why would anyone take that seriously but anyway continue right exactly it's just like <laughs> it's Seriously, guys, you have to make a comment on this, but maybe, I don't know, for liability's sake, they had to say it. Uh, uh, nice. So that's when things started. Okay, Maddie Roberts is is feeling the heat, so he's like, no, 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 it's a joke, it's a joke. Uh, I disavow the storming Air 51. But then a little light bulb goes bling, and he's like, hey, but maybe I'll make a festival out of it. And almost pretty, I feel like simultaneously, um, light bulbs went over the heads of three other people. And they all said, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, why don't, why don't we also have festivals? So uh, a, a joke man turned into a uh, three separate events. Um, yeah. One was called Peace Stock, 51, I believe. Um, there was Alien Stock in Rachel. And then a man by the name of George Harris created Area 51 Base Camp in, near Heiko, he has a little place called the Alien Research Center there. So yes, everyone saw the opportunity, and they said, "We're gonna instead of a raid, we're gonna do festivals." Um, <laughs> and then that quickly started to um, just go down the tubes because, as as I've talked to, I've talked to George Harris, I've talked to um, the uh, one of the residents of Rachel. And basically, and from all the news stories, it sounds like Maddie Roberts, what he did is he first approached uh, George Harris with the idea. They sort of make it a deal. And somewhere along the way, Maddie Roberts is like, well, but, but I have to get some, I got to get paid now, like up front for like, uh, like a licensing for my alien stock idea. Um, and George Harris was like, let me think about it. And in that meantime, while he was kind of like debating it, Maddie Roberts runs straight over to Rachel and to the door of the little alien and a woman named Connie West who runs it and says, starts says like, Hey, Hey, hey do you want to have a festival? And they agree. So he's, he basically backed out of the, uh, the, the alien research thing like was real shady about it. Yeah. Uh, and, and said, and just teamed up with Connie. Um, in the meantime, the peace stock 51. Dick. What? Yeah. <laughs> just real shady. And it's all about like just getting like paid up front. I don't know. Hmm. Um, and meanwhile, on the other side of the test site um, by Armagosa Valley, um, a guy named uh, Frank DiMaggio was setting up P-Stock 51. And they all took their plans to their, their, their uh, prospective city councils or county commissioners and said, hey, we need permits. P-Stock 51 was immediately slapped down because that's in uh, uh, Nye County. 
and Knight County just didn't didn't want anything to do with it. So, but in Lincoln County, the opposite happened, where even though they have like no resources at all, uh, they said, "Sure, we'll we'll permit two festivals in the middle of the desert," and it was done. And so uh, George Harris and Connie West both had their 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 perspective festivals as well as Mighty Roberts, and that's immediately when the story started coming out that. Connie West and Rachel can't sustain a festival of that size. Um, it was going to be a humanitarian disaster. Stories, mm-hmm. you know, kept putting, getting pushed out there, saying, "Hey, it's fine to have a festival out there, folks, but if you go out there, you have to like, you know, be a survivalist <laughs> and bring everything you need. Bring gas, bring water, tons of water, because it's going to be a scorching desert, and there's uh, snakes and scorpions." And tarantulas all scurrying out there in the desert. And, you know, you're going to be 70 miles away from the nearest gas station. Um, and that, a, a lot of that was kind of propaganda, too, because yeah. uh, George Harris's base camp was the close. The, it was, was near this town of Alamo, which is the nearest to the gas stations. It actually has a, a gas station in Alamo and one in Ash Springs. Yeah. And so it, it benefited him to say, have people to stay closer to him, closer to civilization, rather than go down to Rachel. Oddly, though, uh, Connie did some media, and she says it's all overblown. It's It'll be fine. Um, but really, I, I didn't really have much of a, a, a real strong campaign. Um, it was just basically a website, and occasionally she would just do uh, some media. And, but uh, she wouldn't really share her plans. She was really cagey about her her strategy for security, her strategy for uh, you know porta potties and resources. She just mm-hmm. wasn't really sharing that. She was saying it would happen, but you just had to kind of take her word for it. Um, which struck a lot of people as an alarm bell, if you would. And it made sense. I was like, hey, well, because everyone that was trying to destroy her pro- project um, were saying that she can't do it. She's she's lying. Don't believe her. She's a con artist. Um, she's just going to take you out there in the desert and, like, you know, abandon you. Um, which, from my point of view, was I need to – I immediately think uh, I needed to be a part of this. Right, <laughs> I need absolutely. To, I, <laughs> if this oh, is going to be this good. big of a train wreck, because the, the other thing too is that the numbers that they were talking about coming to these festivals, yeah. were were incredible because they were expecting like thirty thousand. So two million people had signed up to this this meme. No one thought two million people were going to come, but people were saying. I mean, multiple people. The, the sheriff up there was even saying. 30,000 people. We're expecting 30,000 yeah. people. And I'm like, really? There's I mean, no way. I mean, it, 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 to me, it's just so um, short-sighted and just a lack of research on, you know, th- you're in the middle of nowhere. So let's just be clear. I'm from Lincoln County. Like, I grew up in Lincoln County. So uh, I was surprised to hear that they issued permits for these things because it, they're kind of of the night and, and Nye County didn't because they're kind of the opposite of one another. Like Nye County is just like, yeah, we have legalized prostitution here and you can buy fireworks and you can do whatever the hell you want. And Lincoln County is like, no, we're like some towns in Lincoln County don't have gambling and are dry. They're, they're kind of uh, wet blankets out there. So I kind of right. figured that they wouldn't uh, issue a permit, but sure, sure enough, they did. 
and even I thought, well, maybe they're expecting some kind of like um, windfall from like the taxes, you know, like they're going to tax all these, yeah. you know, Rachel. But talking to the residents, they're like, no, man, the, the, the amount of security that the county has to, because they actually had to uh, declare like an emergency for emergency right. funding um, to get all these cops from across Nevada to come over and hang out in Lincoln County, you know, basically just the surrounding area of Rachel. And yes, the police presence was pretty impre- impressive. It was a lot of police, a lot of police. Um, so that's you know they're not going to make any money that any of that back at all. Um, so they're like, so it doesn't even make sense, like yeah, why they, they even permitted it and took the risk. But whatever, maybe I don't know. Maybe if thirty thousand people did actually show up, show up there would have been a, a pretty decent tax base to to, to profit from. But right. I, don't, I don't know. They lost. Uh, yeah, they had to have lost quite a bit of money. Um, you know, it seems like they move some money around in order to get in order to pay for first responders to be there so it hmm. and they moved a lot of money around too if i I, I, so i keep up on my old hometown newspaper and i saw that they had uh they're thinking about suing but um they had to move a quarter million dollars away from a, a land trust fund into like their emergency fund (laughs) Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right. Yeah. Uh, that money's gone. <laughs> yep. Goodbye. Wow. Um, so that kind of makes sense. And, uh, you know, so, but that wasn't the end of the story either. So two weeks before the actual event, um, Maddie Roberts, it, again, is feeling the heat because all the bad press surrounding Connie West and, and, and it is just, piling up piling up people are saying it's firefest 2.0 it's a humanitarian disaster waiting to happen um and he's just i i just i'm sure someone's just screaming liability liability so he backs out he's immediately like i'm leaving i'm getting the hell out of here and i'm gonna go do a separate thing down in las vegas at their downtown um park I don't know, whatever. He, he's going to Las Vegas. He, he said, uh, I'm, t- I'm taking the party and the name, uh, and we're, we're doing it in Las Vegas instead. And it turns out he also par- partnered up with Frank DiMaggio of PSOC 51. And this guy apparently is, is the one that's kind of, I think, really seeing the, the dollar signs, and he thinks that Maddie Roberts is the brand, and Alien Stock is the brand, and that's so valuable. We're going to just take that to Las Vegas where, where Bud Light had apparently already started its own kind of area 51 thing. They're just, they're even them. They were trying to get some money. And so they said, you know, they made their own, their own special commemorative cans for what? the events. Yeah. <laughs> Did <you not> see <laughs> these? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. It was like this. Uh, I, I'm kind of pissed cause I actually never got one, even though I was like, I need to grab one of these cans just for the sake of it. But it's a, it has an alien on the front cover or the, on the, on the can it's black and it's black and gold. And oh, that's uh, cool. it, was, it was a cool design. I'm jealous. But they had already, they had already planned that event and Maddie Roberts is like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to this safe event that's being sponsored by Bud Light. And, uh, I guess they're, they probably, maybe they threw some money at him too. And he left Connie high and dry. Hmm. I don't even think it was two weeks. I think it was like it was like nine days or something like that. It was an obscene amount of time um, to just basically sit, pull the plug, and right. then and then he started uh, through Frank Frank DiMaggio. He started threatening to sue her if she went forward with the Alien Stock branding because he says that belongs to me. That's my intellectual property. Then he kept saying that Alien Stock was canceled. He would he was going everywhere saying it's canceled. It's canceled. It's canceled. And Connie West, I mean, meanwhile, I was like, no, it's not. We're still having our event. 
but it's just all the it just I mean the 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 the, the news cycle was just it was crazy the swirl of ideas because you know Time Magazine was covering this you know CNN and right. even they were saying it's canceled apparently it's canceled and you know you if you're not re- reading the whole spectrum of the news you realize oh you know it's not canceled it's just Maddie Roberts dipped out. Um, and he even threw some more shade on her, saying it's 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 going to be Firefest 2.0. He even said it, she's not ready, she's not prepared. She's you know if you go out there you're screwed. I'm not going to send them out to the middle of nowhere, where there's no infrastructure, they could flat tire, something like that. I can't have my name associated with something that could be a Firefest 2.0. It's extremely heartbreaking. Um, uh, this has been my baby since day one, and to have it all just kind of fizzle out during the 11th hour it's it, it sucks it, it really does suck a few days after that all of the food trucks who had said or many of the food trucks who had said that they were committed to doing the festival they backed out so if you're hearing this as a potential attendee um i i'm sure a lot of people just said i'm not doing it i'm not going um because i don't think anyone flew in actually that's not true i actually know uh because I yeah I'll get to that later, but um, a lot of people who who probably ha- from California or or Utah or you know parts in this region that were it's drivable, uh, I'm sure a lot of those people said screw it. I'm not. I mean, why even risk it? Um, right, so, right. Which I think is why not just thirty thousand people didn't show up, but why you know ten thousand didn't show up or five thousand people didn't show up or a, you know I don't even, I don't even know if there was a thousand people actually showed up. Um, I. It's probably close to that, but whatever. So that was the lead into this event. And with with uh, a week before, I drove up there with my drone and I flew around the the property. And even I was kind of convinced, like, oh shit, this is <laughs> this is not gonna be good. Cause there was nothing out there. There was it was she had just basically she has a lot of property around yeah. the little alien just across the highway. Right. And all she had done with a week to go was there were no stages, there were no porta potties, there was nothing in place. It was just she just graded the dirt. Oh so, god! And that's oh it. god! And I was convinced. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I was like, oh crap! Oh, this is gonna, this good. is gonna be a disaster. The other thing is logistically. So the the festival itself was free, but she was charging parking, and that's how she was gonna make all her money. Um, but the thing is, is that Rachel sits on the, the extraterrestrial highway, just goes straight through town. Yeah, there's um, no, it's nothing. There's nothing there. Right. Um, and north of the extraterrestrial highway is just miles and miles and miles of BLM land. And right. you're allowed to p- camp anywhere on that land, literally like a foot off the road, uh, for 14 days without a permit. So, I mean, the festival's only three days. You're good. You don't have to pay a cent. You don't have to pay Connie's parking fee. Um, you can just you go do what you across. Want. So it's like, okay, even I was thinking, well, the economics are even are in her favor. Maybe she'll just cancel it, you know, because if that first day a bunch of people show up and she's feeding a bunch of people and she's spending all this money on utilities, even if she does get her stuff straight, she's going, she's not going to make any money because everyone's going to be across the street, you know, because it's free. Right. That's, that was my thought. Not realizing that um, the 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 people around you that you uh, depended on um, could just go away the way they do. I'm sorry. 
I have an amazing team behind me, my family and my friends. Um, it's, it, no matter what, it's it's gonna happen. That's the lead-in. That's uh, I, you know, I, I kiss my wife, my baby, <laughs> my head off to the desert, possibly to never see them again, uh, because I'm gonna be swallowed whole by the desert, and I just drive off on on Thursday. Um, got a rental car and everything, uh-huh. and my buddy wasn't able to come until the following day, so I'm up there just by myself, and it already for me it starts off on a. Not a bad note, but just kind of a ominous note because I was supposed to get out of here by one. It's a two hour, two and a half hour drive to Rachel from my house. Um, and I didn't leave here until five. Cause I still wanted to get there with time to like set up my tent and my my site. And at this point I knew I'm gonna get there in the, in the, it, 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 it's gonna be pitch black. Yeah. Um <laughs> so this is not gonna be fun to set up in the middle of the night, but whatever, you know, push on foot through. And I head out, and uh, yeah, I no real issues. I was, and that's kind of when I started realizing this is probably not going to be the catastrophe it, it, that, that they're saying because I was expecting to have you know because it's, it's two lane highway all the way up right. to Rachel, and if if a lot of people are going to show up, I, it's going to be traffic jams because that's just the nature of it. There's tons of these uh, semis going back and forth to God knows where. Um, they, they stack up and they, they only go 65 on those highways. And, you know, if you're, if you're going to try to pass, there's going to be accidents. I just, I was imagining like what, what to expect once I get off on that apex, uh, road. I don't think it's apex, whatever. Yeah, it is. It's apex. Yeah. I figured, well, uh, I'll know then if this thing is going to be like a, a huge event because there'll just be a huge traffic jam. Sure. And I'll cut. Nope. I mean, there was a little bit of traffic, but again, it's because of those semis. And other than that, once you got to Alamo and I got gas, there was no lines at the gas stations. Oh my god! Um, and uh, you know, and I drove straight up to Rachel. I did see, like, I mean, there was more, definitely more traffic than that place ever really gets. Because in the in the few weeks that I, the couple of uh, times I went up there leading up to the event to get kind of just B roll and a lay of the land. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just desolate. There's nobody going down those highways, um, and now it's just it looks like steady traffic. You know, like every five minutes, there's one car zoom. You know, right, and right. zoom, and, like, and that that's that to me is like the autobahn for that place. You know, like oh crap, yeah. this is flying through. Um, and then I just drove on to to Rachel. I didn't stop at the little the the alien research center because they were charging fifty one dollars to just get inside, and I was like ah. I, I really, I mean, I, I, their event was put on by an actual production company from Las Vegas. There's really no issue. They, I mean, uh, for them, because, and I, we actually, one of the weeks we went up there, we actually met, Mean Green and I actually went up there one of the days that that production company was actually laying out and gridding the property. And so we mm-hmm. interviewed them and talked to them. Um, so I was pretty convinced that that part, there's no, there's, I mean, there's no story there. I, I would like to go and kind of hang out and do their thing, but there's no real story there. That, that there's no, there no, there's no mayhem there. That, yeah. They, they, were, they're under they were good to go. They've done this yeah. a few times. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, but I, I, I'm, I'm off to see mayhem. Right. So I, I moved on 50 oh, miles, God. 50 miles down the road, uh, to Rachel. Um, and as I, you know, right as I got there, you know, I'm like, oh crap. 
this is different. I crest the, the, the hill, and all of a sudden I just see lights everywhere. And, like, on both sides of the road, you know, Tons of like kind of Klieg lights just blasting, kind of look like a like a baseball diamond or, or you know a football field just smashing the the the, the dirt over here. I'm like, wow, this looks completely different. I guess I'm in Rachel again. And there's cops like sign, you know, like like uh, uh, police vehicles on on the side of the road, just kind of like you know not directing traffic, but just I guess telling you to warning you to slow the hell down or that you're getting into a you know a, a traffic or a populated area. Those aren't usually there. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. So I immediately park. I was surprised about how many people were already there, though. Um, it that was interesting to me. There weren't a lot of people, but a lot of people have taken chose the the BLM route. And there were sites because I, had, you know, in the weeks before I had like said, I'm going to park right here. This is going to be the spot, um, and it'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently, it was perfect because everyone else had found that spot too, and they, they all great. parked there. And even my all like my my Plan Bs and my Plan Cs, oh, no. uh, those were all taken up too. I'm like, what the hell? So I found another spot and just kind of parked and just said, well, I'm just going to go in and see what's you know what's going on. You know, get a lay of the land. And I was surprised. I have to say, uh, she had tons of porta potties, like tons of them. She was again clearly pl- planning for the thirty thousand. Um, and that's, the thing is, is that there were probably two to three dozen people there. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and oh. she had. It's a, a vast piece of land when you're just walking it on foot. Um, maybe like 200 yards, I feel like, from from the one end, uh, one stage to the other side of the, the lot where she had parked all her food trucks. Right. So it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just, it's like, I, I feel like, why is it so wide? <laughs> you know, like, so you just have to like trudge back and forth, back and forth. Um, it's dusty, super dusty because over there it's just sand it's like yeah it, it's, 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 it's so dusty out there it's yeah, sagebrush and very fine dirt right and i was i don't know why i, I guess because i've never been up there so i was kind of expecting it to be similar to, to here in vegas where it's just it's really rocky and it's really compact yeah, um nope no nah, it's the minute there's these little scrubby um like thistles that grow on the on the surface of the of the the dirt and the minute you step on them, they're gone, and it, it reveals the sand. And mm-hmm. the minute you know enough people get just gonna walk around, it's just just throwing up like chalky dirt in the in the air, um, which is you know, kind of stifling at some points. That's home. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely place. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, I, I was just taken back by like, okay, wow. I mean, I knew I was there. A kind of a day early for the festivities, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a large. It, it, it was just a stark visual to see how much space she had, um, and how like just nobody showed up. Right. Um, and she has this band playing, and the PA system was terrible. I started realizing the stage was built by someone who once saw a stage and then quickly set one up in two hours because it was just like two by fours. And, oh, know, like, no. It like was uh, plywood and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, holy crap. Uh, that is janky. 
So I, I did not think, I did not have uh, a good first impression, and I was thinking, well, this is going to be a disaster. And then when I finally investigated the food, there were only two options. You could have burritos, mm-hmm. or you could have this, uh, uh, you know, hot dogs, burgers thing. That's it. Only there was only there was only two trucks that showed up. Thank God they did, because otherwise it'd be really really bad. I mean, I had so, actually, I had a it, bunch of food myself, but yeah. So it really was like Firefest. Uh, yeah. Except they, I mean, they weren't. They didn't provide any uh, shelter. They just provided dirt to to throw your tent on. So mm. almost 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 worse. Except, yeah. I mean, actually, That's they were brilliant. good. It was it was good. It was a good burrito, and it was they were they actually had the food vendors were actually pretty spot on. Um, except one night they actually ran out of propane, so mm. at like at nine o'clock, so whatever. Let's go back to the campsite and eating chili. Um, but so that Thursday, I got the lay of the land, and then I thought, well, I want to actually get closer. So I started driving around, and I actually talked to some park rangers, and they said, hey, on the other side of the little alien, that's BLM land. So just go park over there. And I so I drove over and right like right across the. There's a little dirt road from the the festival. I could see I, there was a bunch of uh, tents already set up, so I parked behind them and I said, "This is perfect." I mean, I'm literally in walking distance. I'll, I will be shooting um, with camera gear and stuff like that, so it'll be great to be super close. And I'm right next to the porta potty, so if I need to take a, a leak or whatever, I'm right there. It's not a, it's not a huge hassle. So mm-hmm. I set up and I decide, and this is around 1 a.m. I think. Yeah. Um, I set everything up. Uh and I, I forgetting that the the original post, the, the 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 raid was that night, I just actually said, Well, I'm gonna go to sleep and I'll wake up in the morning and I'll start shooting, you know, start documenting stuff. Um Tell me you those, missed it. I did. You I did, missed but not, it. But not for the reasons, not for the, the reasons you're thinking. Uh so I, I I sat down and I actually start I start going to, I I'm trying to or I lay I lay down in my my in my tent get all cozy in my sleeping bag, and I kind of lose track of time because I I think I nodded off, and all of a sudden in the darkness or in the out there in the wilderness somewhere I hear this voice, who the fuck is that? What are you doing, you motherfucker? And I'm like, oh, someone's getting in a fight. Um, well, then the voice is just coming closer. I'm talking to you, motherfucker. What are you doing? Get the fuck up. What are you doing? I'm like, wait a second. Are they talking oh, to me? Oh, no. And so I sit up, and I'm like, are you talking to me? And it's like, motherfucker, of course I'm fucking talking to you, you son of a bitch. You're on my property. Wow. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I, I roll down the, I zip down the, 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 the thing, I'm like, ah, uh, and she just, this woman just shows up, just like circling my tent, screaming at the top of her lungs, saying I'm on her property and she's gonna shoot me. Um, and I, at first, I didn't know if she had a gun herself. I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> you know, does she actually have a, actually have a gun because <laughs> um, she is holding something in her hand. And I realized it's a cup, and uh, it's a cup of wine because she's just, uh, yeah, just drunk as hell. I mean, it's at this point, I think it's two a.m. And she's just screaming and screaming. You, you, did you not see the signs posted? I'm like, there are no signs posted. I'm sorry. It's a misunderstanding. I was told this is BLM land. I see there's other folks over there. She's like, fuck all you. Um, and then tells me, like, you need to get the fuck off my land right now. This is my property. And I, I have no real way of checking. Who knows it? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe Oddly. it is. Maybe it isn't. But I'm like, okay, I'll leave. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, my mistake. 
I apologize. God, people suck. That didn't end there. Because apparently she didn't like my apology. She told me to fuck off. And then she threw her wine in my face. Uh, All right. Yeah. And I, I, it was freezing. Because, uh, yeah, when you get drenched with wine at 2 a.m. in the middle of the desert, uh, which drops down. It was, I think it was like, like 30, um, which wasn't super cold. Um, but when you get, yeah, drenched with wine, dang, wakes you up. So now I'm pissed, just absolutely pissed. Because I'm like... Hey, I would have moved, and I wouldn't. I, I mean, I would have, I've been sorry, and you know that I kind of, I guess, trespassed on her property, and that's not Maybe. good. Uh, I, I would have been disappointed that I had to move, but now I am angry. Uh, <laughs> and then she she storms off, saying she's going to get her gun and she's going to shoot me. Um, I don't think she was going to shoot me. I mean, I but I was kind of like. Maybe I mean she's super loaded right yeah. now. She's, um, so who knows how this is going to go down? Yeah, no reason so, to see how that plays out. Right, and uh, but I, for whatever reason she doesn't like go to the other people on the property. She just I don't know singled me out. I don't. I wasn't even close to her either because uh, that was another thing too is that she had on the opposite side of the road I was on that I thought was BLM land. There was a trailer and she was in this trailer. But I guess I don't know. She she set it up as a, a vendor stand. Because she was mm. taking advantage of it. So I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it was a real opportunity lost to to win a customer. <laughs> but either way, I, mean, <laughs> I, I get that, they, that you're pissed that I'm on your land, supposedly. Uh, but then there's a nice way of doing it. And then saying, hey, no hard feelings. But when you when you reset your stuff up, come on over and uh, look at our merchandise. You know? Right. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Whatever. So, yeah, I'm pissed. I'm angry, bubbling with anger. Un, uh, you know, unpacking my tent, realizing I have to go build it somewhere out there again in the middle of the night, freezing. Um, and then I'm, I just, I don't know, something just snaps in my head. I'm like, F this place. Uh, that's what I, that was my thought. That was my instant thought of like, F this, F this project. I, you know, this is clearly not going to happen. This, this event's down the tubes. To, I mean, there's only three dozen people here. Um, and then these yakos, um, Throwing, you know, getting real violent. Right. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I, I would I don't, be done I don't, too. I, I don't need this crap. Yeah. So I just uh, packed everything up, took my car, and just drove back to, to Vegas. Um, it's a long drive. Yep, and, it is. It's a long, boring as hell drive. Right. And there aren't uh, any. They're like no turns. You just want to uh, turn. That's all you want to do. <laughs> just right. once. They, they actually there are a few turns, but they're all they're they're short and they're they're yeah. punctuated by yes, long, long stretches of straight. Right. You do a turn, you do like a long, lazy, let's just say a left. You'll do like a lazy left hand turn, and then it'll straighten out and you start going down a hill, and way off in the distance, there's a pinpoint of light, and you realize that's a car coming towards me, and that's where I'm going. And it's just straight. As far as you can see, yeah, that drive is the worst. But it did give me time to cool down and uh, and, and to get dry my head off. straight and dry off. You're and lucky you didn't think. get pulled over. I know, Because the, right? the officer would be like, dude, get out of the car. So, yeah, so I, I finally got to Alamo, and uh, I'm like, well, crap. I still got two more hours to get to Vegas. I'm kind of tired. Um, maybe I should just stop here. On the side of like in a because I saw a little sign coming up that says rest area. I'm like, oh, let's go to the rest area and just chill out. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Uh, turn turn the car down you know, into the rest area. Um, 
and I just went to sleep and said, well, we'll, we'll reassess in the morning because maybe canceling this whole thing that I've been building up and building up and working toward and uh, maybe I shouldn't just cancel that because some idiot uh, threw wine in my face. Whatever. And so, yeah, so I went to sleep, woke up super early in the morning. Uh, I felt good. I was like, well, you know what? Let's give this another shot. And so I drove back to Rachel, and it was good. Uh, set up my tent, nice spot. Now 100% in, in BLM land um, um, amongst the other creatures of the desert. And, yeah, boop, there it is. Took my camera out, and I started strolling around and talk, started talking to people. Uh, and by now, this is Friday, um, a lot more people have showed up. And it's beginning to look like this thing might actually have some potential. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. this is good. Yeah. I met some very interesting characters. Like I said, I, I did say that no one flew in, but I actually met someone from Tokyo. It was a French mm. guy from Tokyo who he just does these kind of like, whatever he's doing. He has ton he has like tons of money and like plenty of time and just wants to burn it. Apparently. I, I even asked him, like, like how would how, how does this how do you fund these trips? Because he does this all the time. And he's like, he has some have he's like one of these like passive income Amazon people. Um so maybe there's some 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 legitimacy to that legitimacy to to that get rich scheme. So yeah, uh I went to the front gate on Friday, um, where I encountered my first kind of uh, police presence. Uh, they tons of cops at the at each of these gates. They were stopping you about a hundred yards before the the actual gates mm-hmm. or entranceways. Um, but they're super nice. Everyone were there. I mean, I, I guess they're just getting tons of overtime for doing nothing. So, yeah. and they're meeting a lot of kooky people. And I guess you know if I was if that was that was my job, I'd enjoy that too because everyone's just I don't know. They were super super friendly. Um, very professional, and uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. So that's kind of set the mood for Friday. I realized, oh, this is nice. But you're also kind of realizing the distances to everything are, are ridiculous. Uh, you know, every, any one of these gates from, from Rachel, if you're going anywhere, it's going to be 10, 15 to 20 minutes uh, yeah. to get to anything. Um, the back gate's even longer. It's easily 30, 35 minutes to, to, to get to the front gate from Rachel, whatever. Um, but that's when I started hearing the stories that the night before, the night that I was exiled from Rachel, uh, a bunch of people had done the actual raid because going back to that post that Maddie Roberts had put out, they said it originally had said we're going to for the time 3 a.m. where the raids had set at 3 a.m. on Friday. Um, so yeah, everyone got up at 3 a.m. and just went out to hang out at the back gate, and they just had apparently a party. Supposedly a couple people got arrested, but I, I, that, I later learned the truth of that story because it, it was like a game of telephone um, about like what actually happened that night, and it was fun getting other people's perspectives on it and finding yeah. out like what actually did happen at that, that night. What did you hear? You know? <laughs> um, right, right. Yeah. And it was always, always everyone had a different take. Um, so one girl apparently went under the fence, took like one step, she got arrested. No, it was an old, old lady who'd always wanted to try and enter Area 51, so. So the there one with the two, lady was today yeah, while there we was, were there. Uh, the one last night I don't know much about. I've asked people about it. I've gotten conflicting accounts about what even happened. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. Well, news is saying two arrested. I heard like some people like got pretty far into the base and 
uh, their car actually broke down or they got stuck and then they weren't able to like get out and they got arrested. So it was a girl that popped underneath the thing and you know, she popped into the barricade, the police pulled her out, she got detained, and then it was the other guy who pissed. Apparently this lady crossed the line, and right before it, she went over to the sheriff's department, some of the cops over there, and they said, she said, I'm going to cross the line. And they're like, don't do that. And she's like, I'm going to do it because I've always wanted to. Cross the line and just turned around and waited for them to grab her. Yeah, I <laughs> She was like was a six-year-old lady, too. I mean, wish come true, I guess. But that's when I kind of realized, oh, damn, I missed the the big kind of thing. And I thought, well, I thought that the whole thing was ruined again, but not the case. Uh, there was, there were more things more interesting things. Um, in fact, I, I, I discovered, I thought I for the first, uh, a cultist, a, a woman by the name of Unicol Unicron. And my name is Unicol Unicron. Did you have a, a name before that? Yeah, it was similar. <laughs> was it? <laughs> like Nicole? I just go by Unicol. Okay. Mm -hmm. She brought her, her cult to, uh, Rachel. And mm -hmm. she's trying to get converts. It's, it makes branding sense. She she believes she is an alien from the uh, Arcturan system, I think. Um, and that yes, she's she's a, a star seed, and she wants to bring joy to everybody. I am an alien in a human body. I was born as a human, but I am an alien consciousness. So for me, this is as real as it gets. This is the best possible place for me to express my truth. Because I'm a starseed, so I'm an alien born as a human. So I'm connected to uh, my star family, which is Ar on Arcturus. I, I honestly thought when I first met her and started interviewing her that she was uh, an art student, and this is her project to see if she can start a cult, you know, from like nothing, you know, just. To, and I wasn't too far off. She is an artist. But for all intents and purposes that I can find, she's pretty sincere about starting her cult. So have you looked it up? It, yes. Uh, it's what, called Unicult is the actual name of the cult. Unicult. They, she and literally calls her cult Unicult? Yes. Okay, and so she, she's not trying to hide the ball at all. Like She's just like, this is a cult. Right. And she even stated in an interview, I think for Vice, that, yeah, she's like, of course I'm going to call it a cult. Because if you can't accept that this is a cult – then you're not ready for Unicult. <laughs> Damn, that's so, hilarious. But that the thing is, some, is, I think that is some I, quality I like, messaging. Yeah, yeah. If you're not ready to like worship me, then you're just you not ready for this. can't accept this as a cult. You're not ready for the cult. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I started Unicult to help the world. I came to Area 51 because. There's like-minded people here. There are people who have stepped outside of social convention to say, I don't care if it's crazy, I believe in aliens. I don't care if it's crazy, I think the government's keeping secrets. People here are on the path to joy. People here are already questioning what society has told them. And many people believe aliens are already here. It's not about worrying about if it's crazy or not, right? Yeah, people think it's crazy. People think a lot of things is crazy. People think sometimes wearing a certain shirt is crazy. You know, we can't, if we live by societal expectation, we're in a prison. We're in a box that we are can't, we can't escape from. So Unicult preaches that we can be truly who we are. It doesn't matter if people think we're crazy. If we know something is true, we can express it as long as we're not harming anyone else. The thing is, is like I feel like everyone, they all the actual like 
uh, cultists. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're in on the joke too. They're a bunch of smart, smart marks. Um, they're like, yeah, I want to join a cult. Woo, sounds fun. And they all, you know, it's. I, I, feel, I just again, I feel like it's a big gag. Like it's a um, bit. Who? Yeah. Who, how many people are we talking? That's the thing is that so I feel like she's an unreliable narrator. So when I Get asked her that question, <laughs> yes. So when I asked her that question, she says thousands. Uh, but she she's <laughs> she has an she has an entourage of like three people, you okay. know, that are dressed to like they're they're the actual cultists dressed in her little like shiny space cape and shit like that. Um, and so yeah, I'm like yeah, thousands, thousands. All right. And she said that several times. Um, I mean. There I think are she's, dozens of us. Right. Uh, I think she's taking the the online practitioners who, I guess, visit her site as 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 being members. I don't oh, know. right. That's funny. Yeah, I'll bet so. that, yeah, I'll bet that's exactly what she's doing. Every page view she gets, she's like, new member. I thought it was a, a very inventive, like, even if it was, let's say if it was a project, like, she just, like, for, like, a, like a class or, you know, just, a, or maybe it's, like, an art. It's her version of art, like kind of like uh, what do you call it, performance art. Yeah, performance um, art. Uh, I thought it was intriguing as as a concept like that. But when she's when she's when it, as it, the more I think that she's doing it for real, I'm less uh, uh, impressed by it. But if yeah. it actually was a an actual like work of art, creating a cult just through a kind of a seeing who she could get, you know, how how big can I get this thing to go? Then yeah. I would be more intrigued. But uh, the more I, I realize it's a sincere effort <laughs> to form a cult, I'm like, ah, eh, that's kind of lame. When I think about the internet coming out into public, um, it always is just like some mouth breathers and, you know, basement dwellers. And so this was sort of an example of the internet coming out into the public. And it, it's been, it didn't disappoint like no one showed up like not enough people showed up and then the people who did show up were rave raging lunatics that's the one thing that i guess interests me about it is that the longer i was there uh so, so the difference in the two in the base camp event at the racer center and this one is that the the base camp event was being labeled as a full-on alien con you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, they're gonna they're having Bob Lazar there. They're gonna show his movie. Uh, I think George Knapp had a speaking uh, a, a setup to speak to people, mm-hmm. um, but it's just basically gonna be lots and lots of UFO talk. Whereas Alien Stock was set up as a music festival with mm. kind of the kooky branding. You know, right. um, it wasn't like a serious effort to like be aliens, um, and so you got a lot of like kids showing up in their Naruto gear too. So that's a kind of also a clash of like cultures kids who are just in love with the, um, I don't know, absurdity of it showing yeah. up and, you know, just having a good fun time. And then you had mixed in with some kooky alien folks, you know, and then, you know, and every other thing in between. So it was an interesting little mix of folks. And obviously clearly another set of people who are just there to sightsee, you know, kind of disaster tourism. Um, for me, the highlight was the kooky people. The, you know, like I didn't, I was like, oh my gosh, it's an actual cultist with talking like in culty language. That's mm-hmm. awesome. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it was, you know, just normal folks. I did want to redeem myself for not going to the back gate when I was supposed to. And I was thinking, my my my, my guess was, is that, Maybe people 
don't know what we'll, we'll think okay it was set for friday at 3 a.m maybe they'll think saturday at 3 a.m is friday at 3 a.m and they'll show up you know on friday um uh-huh no not really no. <laughs> <laughs> so i got up at 3 a.m uh and raced out there to or well, i got a little before 3 a.m and raced out to the back gate um and you know Hung out with some folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'd all just run through and be like, oh, there's a base. Selfie, run back. Exactly. <laughs> See, if it was only a $1,000 fine and not the six months in jail, you'd do it? He's <laughs> got money. I have a group of friends that wanted to do it, and I thought, sure, why not? So I'm kind of just here chilling with them. I also think this thing is just really funny. So I'm kind of here just to observe. I don't know. I don't know. Might so just feel like leaving. Yeah. We gotta go set up our tent eventually, but. You haven't set up your tent yet? Nope. Nah. <laughs> nope. We're ready. And I you gotta know. drunkenly set up tents. Hell yeah. yeah. I need to let tent. all the scorpions in. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Maximum ninja points. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, uh, went to the, the 3 a.m. raid uh, the day after, and uh, yeah, got some good. What content. are you gonna What are you gonna do? That's the thing. Is like, what's the story? Because. In fact, we're going to actually, you know what? We're going to have, let's just do a a break right now and to split this up. um, And we'll come back and we'll talk about kind of the future of Alien Stock and some other that breaking news that is is still developing. Alien Stock's not dead, folks. It's not dead. We'll be back after the break. It looked like, uh, if anyone's familiar with uh, Billy Myers' uh, sightings, very astonishingly similar to that uh, that craft. It was uh, a very sleek, thin-looking, uh, flying saucer-shaped craft. Uh, kind of hard to describe without drawing it, but uh, kind of a, a typical flying saucer shape. All right, and we're back. Let's talk about... Uh kind of the future of alien stock uh so while i was talking to some folks i actually talked to the head of security uh was never actually able to pin down connie west because she was just like a phantom she was just here and there here and there here and there but talking to the head of security he said he basically said like yeah they were they're permitted for 2020 there's going to be an alien stock too hmm. um and which can't necessarily be said for the alien research center, the base camp, because by that Saturday word had come out that that day they they canceled it, that not enough people showed up, um, that they canceled it on Saturday. It's supposed to be a two day event. It's Friday, Saturday. Um, and they're like, not just no one showed up. Right. So, uh, that it's kind of, and they're the ones that actually put all the the effort and time. Yeah, they did all the heavy lifting. Right. That's the the magic of of Rachel and being so close to the real alien, you know, the the back gate. Um, is that you know it has the name name recognition. You know, the, the Alien Research Center. If you aren't, I guess, a UFO person, you may not even know it even exists. Yeah, right. you, know, you if you if you drive the road, you'll see the giant towering metal alien that is propped up in front of the the hangar, mm-hmm. but. You probably didn't hear about it going into it, you know. You're probably like, "Holy shit, what's that?" Um, so him having his event, I, I, I mean, I just don't think there was enough word of mouth. But it was also a pure UFO thing, you know. And that again, the people who were coming were from 
a really broad spectrum, and some people just weren't. Uh, they don't care about Bob Lazar, you know. They don't care about Jeremy Corbell or yeah. Uh, they, they're just you know they, 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 they may like like UFOs and they may be kind of sort of into it, but not in that like hardcore way. It's all, it, it was about. I think that the the event was less about like flying saucers and more about the scene. You know, it was just more about the uh, let's get in, let's go to the desert and have a good time. Correct. Um, and they should have capitalized on that. Yeah, but they're also so far away from the the I guess the that pilgrimage, you know, like the the mm-hmm. the, the, the things you want to see. If you are a UFO person, you're almost better off just paying. I think it was sixty bucks at to park your RV in Rachel than staying fifty miles away for fifty one dollars, um, you know, and then driving having to dr- still drive you know, to the back gates and the front gates and Tikaboo Peak and all these things. Um, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, they, hmm. I, they're, they're too far away from the action, you know? <laughs> so, and so, yeah, so they, they canceled that. And by Saturday, um, Friday was the big swell. Um, Saturday was still people during the day. Uh, it was a good atmosphere, but th- you could s- see people just, just leaving, you know, just trickling out. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people came in and they did uh, car camping, so they came in that Friday night. Lots of people, like I said, it swelled up. There was a porn actress there. Uh, who else? There was a, a, a few other randos showed up. There was a, a, a an RV that like had like a scissor lift, and it just oh, like cool. tons of lights on it. It looked kind of like a, a UFO itself, and it, it literally went and parked in the middle of the of the uh, event space and lifted into the air about, I don't know, 50 feet or so. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. And I guess they were dancing on it and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, it was Friday was the, the night to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was incredibly dusty. I got some fantastic pictures, though, because uh, uh, during the – when the sun's going down, I had these silhouettes, and the chalk is flying in, in, in the sky, and people are just kind of silhouetting – writhing around with this Klieg like shooting through and it was I don't know it was great great imagery um so that worked out for me but it was also like just a choking hazard just disgusting you get like yeah. black lung um I left Sunday morning by Sunday morning it was a ghost town uh fewer people there than there were on Thursday I will say that that that, uh, that there was a huge missed opportunity for them in that they they closed down the little alien um so you could hang out in front of it and and take your pictures, but you couldn't go inside. And I thought, well, what? that is a, yeah, that is a huge missed opportunity because why did they do that? I have no idea. No one knew. I mean, I I have no idea. Um, I mean, just like the drinks alone, you could have like you could have been making money, ton, like tons of money. They have a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Uh, they, hmm. So I have no idea why it was closed down, but it was they just closed it. So. And that's, huh. you know, people were coming, the, the UFO nuts, the people who were on their pilgrimages, uh, they, that was, you know, they wanted to go inside and they thought they were going to have a chance to go inside. So that, I know that a lot of people were just kind of bummed out about that. Um, the one kind of, I guess, through current to the idea or to, to the project that we were, we were getting from people, it was the, uh, the leap of faith because all of them had heard it was going to be disaster. All of them had heard that, you know, there weren't going to be resources and, 
you know, they're getting sung by scorpions or whatever. But they all said, hey, screw it. It's it's going to be a, it's, uh, I, I still want to be there. They still want to. So they, all these people, everyone that went for this first Alien Con, they took the leap. They said, I right. don't care. I don't care if it's going to be a disaster. I want to, again, have that experience. I want to have that, check that off the, the list. Hmm. And possibly be with other people who are kind of zany and crazy and, yeah. you know. I mean, that would be the appeal for me. It would be, I couldn't care less about the UFOs because I know that a Area 51 doesn't have UFOs. They've all moved those uh, UFOs to Colorado. But, um, but <laughs> or Wright what, Patterson. Um, but what I do know is that I would really enjoy the scene, like just having a, a you know, a good time people watching and – I don't know, maybe uh, have a couple of drinks in the desert and sit on a lawn chair and relax for a little while. Right. And watch, that's what I'll, watch the yeah. Internet come out and play. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the, 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 a lot of people had some thoughts for the future and they because they're, they're everyone's convinced it's going to happen. And they're, you know, they're committed to making this thing a, a, an actual event or a, a, a like an a yearly thing. thing sure yeah but they're like you know okay well clearly this is a work in progress you know i was hearing that a lot is that people's like yeah no it's not it's it is underwhelming they, they, they we can see the stage has been built by uh 12 year old monkeys you know mm-hmm. um actual monkeys uh that's you know the the, the uh, edm stage is just a uh uh flatbed trailer but with all that said and done they they still say you know but we want to see the next one because we know the next one the food trucks will show up because they know that there's business here and once you people hear oh there will be actual tons of food trucks then people will they'll they'll commit to coming you know now that people i think have survived it and it wasn't a disaster uh people will be more prone to or open to the idea uh of, of showing up now I think there's a lot that they have to to do to make it worthwhile. It can't just be I – mean, there's the music aspect, but, I, I mean, there's so much unused space there that they have to start getting creative. They have to start getting people to, you know, I don't know, just different things, something to occupy you while you're there because you are trapped. You can't go anywhere else. You know, you can go to the back gate, but – and I'd been to the back gate I don't know more times in my life now than I ever thought I'd ever be there, um, and you're, it's not it's not a it's not a festival, you know. It's not great. You're just hanging out with a couple cops and a stop sign. That's it. Right. Um, uh, so it's you know it is a point on the journey, and it it did become a, a continual people. Every single moment, you could just see cars racing out to the back gate, um, getting their photos, but also because people were just deciding to hang out there it became a, a meeting spot and a, a kind of an unofficial party area just to hang out in groups of about you know 12 or so at a time would just come and go come and go hmm. and you know talk to the cops joke around get their memes you know take their pictures uh their selfies um but in the end you know moving forward it's just you need something i don't know you need something else you need something to to, 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 to pull everyone back into Rachel. I, I think that um, if, I think that they should not do another one. I mean, what? that's just, well, I think I, I just personally think like knowing how far it is from Las Vegas, knowing how far it is from like 
the nearest airport, the from food, you know, from uh, a stoplight, um, which is like always my measurement when I tell people where I grew up. I'm 80 miles from the nearest stoplight, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Um, so getting people out there is a pain in the ass. It's a giant pain in the ass. And so I think that they would be lucky to get a thousand people going forward. I really do, no matter what they were doing. So cool event and they should probably just, uh, call it. Well, I, I, I mean, I see where you're getting because also the, the more people that show up, that two-lane highway will eventually become uh, just chaos. A, yeah, highway of death. <laughs> yep. Um, at the same time, though, I think that uh, it's new, it's weird, um, and people are they're they're super cynical, but they're also looking for something a little more authentic and rough around the edges, mm-hmm. especially you know number two, number three, number four. Um, then number five comes around and, you know, it's bought out by Pepsi. And right. Whatever. And it bur- it's Burning Man all over again. <laughs> right. But see, being part of an organic uh, community, uh, I it, it, it's too late. I think that people are already committed to that and they're going to want to come to the next one and they're wanting to come to the next one and it's going to grow and grow and grow. Um, even Just uh, for the sheer momentum that, that, that is generated by these things. And it should just become UFO week. And everyone's just, you know, back the play because it, it is money. You know, it is, you know, take a little here, a dollar here, a dollar there, leading all the way up to Rachel. Um, the, the research center shouldn't be a separate event. It should be tied in to the little alien. You know, it's your first stop to alien stock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, I don't necessarily know if there's enough lore or things to see out there. That's why I think the, the alien stock has just to be like a really big party. Um, to just attract folks, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Time will tell. I I don't know that. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know that it's going to be successful if they do another one. But you know, it's my home area, so I hope that they are because it would pump some money into a desperately poor economy. And I almost I'm also interested to see what it does for uh bizarro out there subculture of ufos and maybe even like just the paranormal in general because the the two subcultures like paranormal ufo they're all pretty much the same um to see if that's actually like burgeoning you know is that is that are people becoming at you know are are the weirdos taking over and uh are those ideas becoming more mainstream more viably economically viable um Mm -hmm. i mean the fringy stuff is still not like a, a a huge cash cow you're not uh, becoming a, a super millionaire, you know, talking about UFOs or ghosts and shit like that. Um, but maybe this is a kind of a, a turning point. Maybe the, the weird things are 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 on the cusp, and people are just going to embrace that shit, uh, which I think is is fun. Uh, and yeah, they, they, they should waxing on about how the community and the people should get behind this. The the resident that I'm in contact with up, up there. Um, he sent me out a, uh, he actually sent out a media release basically saying that, oh, no, no, no. Hey, I have an update. We're still pissed. And we still think Alien Stock was a huge fiasco. Um, we hate it and we need it to stop. And so he's, uh, he's going to present some documents he's collected about how Connie West, uh, was, is a liar and mm. how she, she, oh boy, defrauded the county. Um, a lot of it seems like he has some bullet points 
uh, particularly about like how the event permit originally said that it was for 500 people, but then it was later bumped up to 30,000, which I feel like is a moot point because yeah, gives a shit. probably, probably <laughs> no, no more than 500 people actually showed up. I mean, right. I think a thousand, I think a thousand in and around there has to be about the, 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 the mark of like how many people were there. Um, so, and this is why it won't work. I mean, I'm just going to be frank. Like, this is why it won't work. You have these very, uh, disparate communities who are, you know, all interested in getting the same goal, but want to be the ones who, you know, facilitate that goal. And, uh, you know, small community, for example, you know, if the community came together and started charging less than Connie, Connie's the only game in town as far as the as far as the restaurant goes. And now you're going to be you're going to piss her off. It's just small town politics are stupid. So. So you're right. Yes. Uh, there are some headwinds still. Um, if they don't kind of coalesce as a community and start getting behind it, uh, maybe it will just die off on its own. Maybe because of the distance again. Um, if fewer people show up next year, it's definitely not going to happen a third. Um, so who knows? I don't know. It's, uh, but I, I'm interesting to, uh, interested to see. And for my purposes, uh, I plan on, I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to document the entire road to next year, but I definitely want to kind of document what I saw there. Um, the kind of the, the spirit of the event, um, the, the lead up, the, the controversy with Maddie Roberts and all that garbage. Um, right. well, that's fine. And yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. That's where we're at. That's where we're at with the, uh, alien stock and it's a, a super long show already. So I'm going to go ahead and instead of having a kicker, we're just going to wrap it up right here. So there you go. As always, you can reach us on Facebook at far off topic show and far off topic everywhere else. The show is now available everywhere, including TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. Comment and rate if you feel compelled to. Most of all, thank you for listening, especially to this super long episode. Uh, and until you hear from us again, so mote it be. So mote it be. Off topic.